Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. from Houston, Texas, home to the world's largest medical center. This is Your Health First, the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Well, a good Sunday evening to everybody. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Thanks for tuning in. You're dialed in tonight to Your Health First. We're here every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. Rain, snow, sleet. Whatever is thrown at us, we are here 7 to 8 p.m. Bringing everybody the best in health and wellness. Health and wellness. You can't have either one without each other, and we want to make you better consumers of healthcare. That is, if you want to say a tagline, we believe it, because being a better consumer means you are doing your research, your understanding, you are realizing your choices, what has to be done. So when you listen to this program, you have to say to yourself, I and my family are tuning in to be Better consumers of healthcare. That simple. Now, to uh, follow us along, our website, drjoegalati.com, drjoegalati.com. You could sign up for our newsletter there, send me a message. All of our social media is there. And if you go to drjoegalati.com, after about five seconds, you get a pop up to say you can get a free copy, an audio copy of a chapter of my book, Eating Yourself Sick. And uh, stay along and follow up with all that we have been doing over the years, drjoegalati.com. So on the program tonight, we have Dr. Sam Pappas. He is an internist, an internal medicine doctor up in Northern Virginia, probably a little cooler than the Gulf Coast. Man, it was hot. It was hot. Scorcher. I was outside at 730 this morning on the phone, and it was hot. We don't, you know, here, for those that are not familiar with Texas or Houston, there is one temperature, hot. That's it. Uh, You could get more information about Dr. Pappas by going to pappashealth.com. And then also Chuck Garcia, very good, dear friend of mine, college roommate. You have heard Chuck and I before on the radio. Both of them are going to be coming on separately. Talking about COVID-19. Now, in the context of 
what are we all going to do this summer? Now, it gets a little sticky because slowly the country is opening up. Different parts of the country are opening up at different rates and at different percentages, in a sense. But there is still a fair amount of concern with adults of all ages as to whether or not they're going to get on a plane. They're going to get on a train. They're going to drive. They're going to go to a theme park. They're going to go to the Vatican. They're going to go to the Grand Canyon. People are people are genuinely concerned still. And I could understand. You know, here we are in, in Texas. There are concerns that we are or we need to brace for a second wave, maybe bigger than the first. I don't know if that is totally true, but it's enough to make you skittish and be very concerned. So what what Dr. Pappas and Chuck Garcia are going to do, we're going to get together and talk about options for your summer vacation. What can you do? Some ideas. We're going to give you some ideas to pepper around. So they are both very thoughtful individuals and full of ideas and good communicators. So stay tuned for that. Try to give you some ideas. Because we don't want the summer to just sort of pass by. Sit at home and, you know, come August, September, say, man, that was a rotten summer. There are opportunities to have fun and have an enriching summer experience for yourself and your family and your your kids. Memorable. We want memorable summers. Uh, All right, before we take a break, quick comment on an article that was in the New York Times. And it is entitled, How Exercise Might Affect Our Food Choices and Our Weight. Now, it gives a slightly different twist. It gets a little scientific. Now, we all know that if you exercise, you are likely to lose weight. Some people lose a lot of weight with exercise. Some don't lose weight. Some gain weight. There are people out there that actually gain weight with exercise. But this particular study looked at individuals' approach to food, especially fatty foods. And in a nutshell, before we take the break, and I will end up posting this um, on the website and on Facebook for everybody. What they found is that the people that were part of a 12-week intense exercise program, when they were quizzed on their desire to eat certain foods, they found that the more fatty, rich foods were less appealing. They still liked the chocolate brownie, but they really developed a slight disinterest in wanting to eat it. So once again, I I believe the complexity of exercise, weight gain, weight loss, and obesity is more than just calories in, calories out. Uh, Good little article. All right, we're going to take a break. Chuck Garcia is going to be coming up talking about what kind of plans we could make in this COVID-abbreviated summer. Stay tuned. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. We'll be right back.
We're here every Sunday raising your health IQ one listener at a time. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com is our website. Coming up a little later, Dr. Sam Pappas contributing to the conversation about COVID-19 and what to do this summer. But more immediately, we have Chuck Garcia on the phone. Chuck, how are you tonight? I'm very well, Joe. How are you? I am awesome. I wish it was a little cooler than it was here today in Houston, but it's sunny and there's no snow on the ground, so I am happy with that. (laughs) Well, I'd like to inform all the Texans for you who know me. I'm in New York, and it was 72 degrees and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It felt like we're living in San Diego for the last two days. Ah. That, that those those are the days that I miss. But for those that yeah. do not remember Chuck, Chuck, Chuck and I date back to uh, college roommates at Syracuse University. He is the author of a great book on communications, a climb to the top. He's now on the radio in the New York metro area, and again globally through the internet on uh, a climb to the top: stories of transformation on seventy-seven WABC. Uh, how's that in New York? And if you go to doc, if you're not Dr. Chuck Garcia, sorry, Chuck, <laughs> I promoted you, but uh, chuckgarcia.com, you could find out everything that Chuck is up to. So, um, Chuck, I'm, uh, I'm calling upon you to help out, give some ideas to our listeners tonight on this, uh, you know, what to do over the summer. Let me first ask for the students that you are working with, your um, uh, corporate partners. Uh, Is there a sense that it is not safe to go out and uh, trips to Europe or or family outings are being curtailed? Indeed. In fact, all of the above. We are very skittish in New York. Um, I'm not saying that COVID-19 is worse here than anyone else. Anywhere else, it's terrible all over the world. But we were certainly, we feel like an epicenter. And there is a tremendous amount of skittishness about our movements. So as it relates to families, um, many are not going. They're not doing what they wanted to do. As it relates to business people, and I live very much in the Wall Street world, there are no business trips. And me, I live outside of New York, and I take a commuter commuter train to the city. I have not been on one since March 7th, and I suspect we won't be on it for for the next couple of months. So New York is shut down from the point of view of people traveling, although it's now there is a phase. We are beginning to reopen in certain ways, but the skittishness has not left. Now, and and I absolutely understand that, but at the same time, to counter that, we have to try to do something to get out. Uh, We are, and, and, and certainly there's, Lots of data to support staying in the house locked up in fear is uh, just as bad or worse than and than the pandemic. So your ideas for people listening tonight to uh, uh, have them venture out or doing something with their family at home or within their community. What what's coming to mind? 
offer something that that when I discuss what I'm about to say with other people, they look at me like I'm some kind of a nut. Oh, wait. But okay. I'll, I'm we, holding my breath here. Let's see. We like nuttiness. One yeah. thing that, Joe, you and I have always had in common, we are very health-conscious people. Right. We not only eat very well, but one of the things I have done for many, many years is I have found a rhythm to how I work out. And five days a week, typically, in New York, the gym is a very big part of my life. So I typically spend the weekends running. I'll spend a Saturday running long distance, seven or eight miles, and I'll do sprints and, and wind and wind sprints and repeats on, on a Sunday. Uh-huh. And then I used the week to go into the gym. And in the gym, I'm, even though I'm not particularly communal about being in the gym, I am a big fan of the classes that gyms offer. Right. So I take classes in boot camp. I take boxing. Anything that let, allows us for 45 minutes to go all out that isn't running so that I bring a balance to my fitness. Mm-hmm. I cannot emphasize, and I think everybody in America or around the world can relate to the fact that the gyms shut down. Right. And to many people who count on so much of their happiness and the way they feel about themselves based upon the time they have in the gym, this was a major setback to so many people because it's the rhythm they have established for so many years that all of a sudden, after we got through the disbelief that, oh my God, the gyms are closed, this makes no sense. So I looked at this is either a burden and I can just shut her into the house and never leave, or I could look at this as an opportunity to create my own gym. So to all the listeners out there, if you're not in the gym, I have a proposal for you. And and one thing, I've been on this show since I think 2004 or 5, I've always talked about the way that I eat, and it's a paleo diet. I try to eat the foods that only our ancestors would recognize, and I never, uh, hardly ever, no, probably never, I never eat junk food. It's right. just not anywhere in my culture. However... The world did not invent weights in five-pound increments. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And and yet we go to the gym, and it is a human construct. And yet there's something good about walking into a gym with 20 other people and doing a boxing class, but they're not there. What I do is what's called a paleo playground, and I encourage all of the listeners to do the same. So instead of going to a high school track or instead of running on the streets, I actually go into the woods near my home. Uh You would not believe the gym that is right in your backyard. If you pick up a rock or a boulder or a downed tree is a log, I actually use them as weights. Climbing trees is something that we did as children, yet the fear has gotten into us that we seem to think that climbing a tree now is next to insanity. Right. It's not. So I climb trees. I lift logs. I pick up rocks and I use them like like a shoulder press. Sure. And then I will throw them. Yep. Kind of like the way discus and javelin were invented by the Greeks before we had gyms. Mm-hmm. This is how I get out. 
So on the days that I'm not running and I'm cooped up in the house just like everybody else, my recommendation to those in the summer is to think differently about the world that is right in front of you. If you are missing the gym, and I understand why you do, recognize that the gym is right in our backyard. So where I live in the, in the New York suburbs, there are a lot of woodsy areas. And if you go to any area which ever had a storm, it's amazing that's on the ground, logs, rocks. I climb the rocks. I climb the trees. So while I'm not giving a prescription for how we're going to spend our summer, there's plenty of ways to do it. What I know we're not doing is we're not going to the Rocky Mountains. We're not going to California or London. We're staying put. And, and in order for me to stay healthy, the mindset that I developed is I have no choice but to figure out how do I use the resources that are right in front of us. And, Joe, I'm amazed. No one's out there with me. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but they just can't fathom the fact that the human construct of a gym, that they, they, they can create their own this is the time, and I think history is going to show, when we look back at 2020, that we found incredibly creative and inventive ways to do what we've always done, but not in the locations that we're accustomed to doing them in. No, absolutely. And, and I would say for those listening that hear this, and they're probably saying, what? Woods? Rocks? Climbing trees? Right. What's going on? Mm-hmm. But think about it. If you have a huddle with your family, your spouse, girlfriend, whatever it may be, and say, look, where we live, where could we maybe incorporate running up hills? We could Mm -hmm. maybe ride a bike up a hill, run down, pick something up at the bottom, run up. Now, if there are not trees Mm -hmm. and there aren't rocks, which a lot of people probably say, there ain't any rocks around here, but you could fill up a few gallon jugs of water you could get uh you know a five gallon jug of of water and just fill it with sand or rocks or water and just run up with that pass it around so i i think you said at the beginning there are opportunities people just have to not be afraid to think outside the box well i think if there's any time in history and i think this cuts across all of us everything we've been exposed to We've never, we we just could not fathom a world like this. Who knew? But here we are. So what are we going to do about it? What I hope that we can do is inspire people to think that the natural resources are, are here, yet we've gotten a little lazy about what's in front of us because it's really easy to go to a gym. It, well, it is. Well, what's the alternative? Doing nothing? Yeah. That's a terrible alternative. No, that's so bad. It, that's bad. Right. So, so wait, what I was going to say, Chuck, let's, we got to take a quick break. I'm going to hold you over for a few minutes. Okay. Don't run away. Uh, if you have any yeah. rocks, you could do a few squats <laughs> with them right now. Just but, lift them. Just, just lift them. I will get back to you, Chuck, in a moment. Dr. Joe Galati, Dr. Sam Pappas will be tuning in shortly once we finish with Chuck and his antics. But he is right. This whole paleo playground. Look it up. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. We'll be right back. We're broadcasting live from our world headquarters here at 
KTRH in Houston. I have the honor tonight of my father being in the studio with me. My 95-year-old dad is here, and uh, you never saw him eating any junk food. And Chuck can attest to that. No junk food in the Galati house, right? I can. In fact, I want to give a shout-out to your dad, and I would also live to give a shout-out to your mother in heaven because I loved your mom. I've known her my entire adult life. I have eaten in your household, in Aggie Galati's household many times, and I can attest to the fact that I have never eaten anything other than wholesome food and eating yourself sick. The book that you wrote is so foundational to what I learned about being in the gravity of your mom. And for that, we are all blessed because because she was so about nutritional healing. Right. And even though you went on to become a physician, you never lost, and that's what I love about your show, you always brought the culture that your parents instilled on you with you into your practice. Right. And so for your dad, who's there in the studio, Joe Sr., I send a big hug. Thank you for bestowing the culture that you and Aggie did on your children, because I am the benefactor of of that and for that I'm grateful and a, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, zucchini uh, at the at our house. <laughs> well, hey. I'm an Italian food fan. Yeah, it's the, it's my favorite cuisine. And when I walked into the Galati household, it was never a disappointment because the food was fresh. It used olive oil. It used all the right accoutrements. Yes, that was not just for the entrees, yeah. but everything that surrounded it was the mozzarella. The yeah. cheese was fresh, and you know you don't forget that. And I think when I read your book, Joe, it was very much taking me into your home. Yes. And I think everybody can learn from eating yourself sick because it wasn't that hard. It was the culture and the mindset that your mom brought to your family. And that's food, that's family, that's your book. Yes, exactly. And it's so apropos that on hold uh, right behind you is Dr. Sam Pappas, who is of uh, Greek descent. and, And he and I are uh, so much in sync with the Mediterranean diet, but stay tuned for that, Chuck. In the last minute or so uh, that we've got you here, Chuck, tonight, mm-hmm. um, so many of my patients and friends have discovered cooking during this uh, isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. And I look at this as during the summer when the kids are home and I can't really say more time because everybody's sort of been home the whole time, but the value of teaching your kids how to cook and that can be fun. Uh, You know, I I hate to sound like uh, just it's so simple that cooking is fun, but it really is. And we've lost our way. And I know you like to cook and you enjoy food. So uh, in, in a minute, why is it important or how would you guide a parent tonight to start to cook and get interested. Yeah, well, I think that, that the the burden of the restaurant shutting down was an opportunity to, to, to figure out, okay, well, if we're not going to pick up the phone and call for takeout and we're not going to take our kids out, it's all on us. Right. The best thing about it is the rediscovery when you walk into a supermarket of the periphery of the supermarket. Yes. I think there has been such a resurgence of Brussels sprouts, right. of cauliflower, the multiple uses of cauliflower, where you can actually dice it. And 
can use it as rice. Right. And I think for us, we have cooked more in the last three months than we have probably in the three years before because we, we eat out a fair amount just because we're busy people and we eat good food and we eat out. But I think to your point, Joe, this is a time when we are all together and, and you can choose to get on each other's nerves and go to McDonald's and eat junk and feel worse. Right. Or you can choose to make cooking part of the core. We have done that. We have been more heightened to the sensitivity of us as a family, my children that are at home. One is home permanently, and a couple are coming in now that we're, we're in phase one and people are traveling. Our kitchen is the become the focal point of our home. Yep. And we have gone to the supermarket, and we have tested every possible vegetable that are unfamiliar <laughs> to a lot of people we are finally getting accustomed to. And I think that's the best thing. That is the opportunity to rediscover the things that otherwise you wouldn't have had it not been for the crisis. Absolutely. And what I could say for everybody listening tonight, to get more of Chuck, go to ChuckGarcia.com. Chuck, it's always it. a pleasure. Always we'll talk to you soon. Thank Stay you well. Thank you very much for okay. me on the show. You bet. You bet. Bye, Bye now. Bye. All right. All right. Well, uh, many, many true things. And Chuck is the, the few people in my life that has a very long perspective on me from college through medical school and uh, my training and our friendship has endured throughout all of this. So with that said... This could not have been planned any better. On the line now is Dr. Sam Pappas. He's an internal medicine physician in Northern Virginia. Dr. Pappas, how are you? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you, my friend? Good. And I and I know that you're on hold, and this was not planned for Chuck to start talking about olive oil and Greeks and Mediterranean <laughs> diet. But I, I think when you get like-minded people, all of this cuisine comes together naturally, and it's it's not a hard sell. What a passionate communicator. I mean, you know, from the paleo playground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you didn't set it up with the Greeks and the discus and the yes. javelin. Yes, uh, and, absolutely uh, not. Generations of uh, fine Italian men in one studio. Yeah. I could just feel the energy, you know. Yes. On the radio. And and uh, it's it's so great to have you on uh, again, Sam. So we were, we were talking uh, with Chuck earlier about some options for how to salvage the, the summer vacation. And... I think, you know, from your perspective, um, the the I hate to use fear. It's more concern with our patients and their families about traveling. In in a nutshell, what would you say currently it's like where where you're at? Well, I, I think it's you know I'm an eternal optimist, and I must say I have some cautious optimism when I see the reports of a decrease in the new deaths, a uh, decrease in the percent of COVID patients sure. who are on the breathing machines, uh, seeing people getting out, uh, trying to unleash their inner Mediterranean spirit with caution, uh, but with some boldness as well. So I think if we're smart, I think if we protect those most vulnerable, I think if we use our common sense that we've learned, uh, I think we're going to be okay. I mean, obviously, as you said before, time will tell. Right. But even my patients, you know, I'm seeing more of them go out. I'm not seeing the cases go up um, as far as uh, serious cases. Perhaps they're getting diagnosed. But uh, so I think that bodes well. And you and I know from our Mediterranean backgrounds that, you know, sun, heat, even humidity, these aren't really good environments for infections That's and right. viruses. And if I tell my patients if we can mimic, you know, our Mediterranean friends and 
open up the windows, turn off the air condition, get sure. some sun and light, we can improve our immune systems as well. Exactly. All right. What we're going to do, Dr. Pappas, we're going to take a quick break here, bring you back, and I'm going to try to dig into your thought about families, uh, single people, young married people, uh, your patients, recommendations on how to try to have an, an enriching summer experience. I think I think too many people are just glum that, oh, I got to stay home and I got two weeks vacation and I'm going to have to, you know, have a, a staycation. People are getting sick of that. So we'll, we'll pick your brain when we get back. All right. Great. All right. Stay tuned. All right. Dr. Sam Pappas is on the line. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Final segment coming up and we're going to tell you what to try to do this summer. Stay tuned. If you feel like sending me a message, go to drjoegalati.com. There is space there to send me a message if you have any ideas of topics you want to hear, experts, something you read about, need clarification, go to drjoegalati.com. Back on the line, Dr. Sam Pappas. And if you want to learn more about Dr. Pappas, go to pappashealth.com. So, um, Sam... Let's get down to a few specific ideas. Patients come to you. They're concerned about traveling, vacation. They've got three kids, uh, whatever the case may be. Where do you steer them? What, what ideas do you throw out to them? You know, I tell them that, you know, we're all startups, not just the businesses, but also the families, right? So we're, although we're in uncharted territory, we can, you know, boldly go forward. You know, maybe we'll do a local trips more than uh, distance trips. Maybe we'll drive. Right more than whatnot, uh, we can still take advantage of our inner Mediterranean spirit, as I said, for example, and do daily meditational walks. The ancient Greeks talked about a meditational walk to contemplate the cosmos, you know, in front of nature. Right. So we can do that, especially with the Paleo Playground. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> we could still have this sacred state or canopy where we could focus on silence, simplicity, and solitude, whether it's being out in nature, simple things like eating, simple and fresh, uh, those are concepts that I think are easy to do, even if we're cautious. You know, I'm going to eat more outside of the deck, perhaps. Right. You know, eat outside in the yard, you know, these picnics. So we can still get outdoors. We can still mimic uh, the, the Mediterranean ethos of being outdoors. I'm, I'm very impressed here in Virginia. We just started Northern Virginia Phase 2, and almost all the restaurants have outdoor seating. That's right. Uh, and a lot of physical distance. And we know from our experience with COVID that, you know, you have to have a prolonged close exposure, especially if you're indoors. So if you're outdoors and all the servers have the masks on, so right. uh, we just ate yesterday outdoors with the family and it was very comfortable and very nice. Um, so I think we can still, you know, take our principles that you and I believe in passionately yeah. and do them cautiously, but we can get outdoors as a family into nature. Uh, we can definitely eat simple. We can have our fish. We can have our nuts and our beans. We can eat light. We can also, you know, get that sun on our body. Yeah. Which is so critical for the immune system and also our mood. It is. It is. And, you know, when, when you look at these lists, and, and, and you and I and Chuck did not invent the idea of a list of things to do this summer, but the theme that we're coming up with is go outside eat healthful, be together, get the sunlight, meditate, try to relax. And um, 
you know, even if you have a a five or ten day vacation slot, if you go on daily road trips, okay, pretty much wherever you live in the country, you can get in a car and say, we're going to drive 60 miles north, 60 miles east, and you'll hit a whole bunch of neat little places to go and explore. The other thing tying into the food, this may be, and I hope that it is, a good time for people to get back into establishing a small little home garden so that you can really tie it all together. Yes, you go to the farmer's market, you go to your local grocer, but how cool is it to have an accomplishment that we're making a salad tonight with the items we grew over the last several weeks? I mean, I think our forefathers would be smiling down from heaven looking yes. at us talking about this. I think that's a fantastic idea. I, I love the whole concept of localism because our tribes, even though we come from cosmopolitan backgrounds, really were isolated. And I think if you look at all this research about the blue zones, for example, it's the isolated parts of our backgrounds and these five spots that I think portend to health. You know, they weren't in big cities. They're free and separate and and distant. So we can practice that isolation um, and be in an abundant state. And, you know, for me, you know, in the summertime on July 4th and being grateful to be an American and all of us, our sons of immigrants and daughters of immigrants, I really like the concept of trying to reflect on a grateful state, on a character uh, of, of our forefathers in this wonderful country, and we could do that in a simple local way. It really can. Now, one one indicator that that uh, we were talking about this morning at at uh, at our house uh, with my wife was how are we? You know, what are we going to do? Because you know, she she saw me sort of prepping for this and. She's like, you know, what, what are you going to talk about tonight? And I said, uh, vacations and summer breaks. And she said, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know, it's it's like, uh, allowed, right? yeah. yeah, it's like the butcher always has the worst cut of meat. But um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, I had said, well, you know, going to Europe may be a little bit tough. I um, The one part of North America that I have not been to is over in the uh, Nova Scotia area. Mm. And and then she said, it's closed. Canada is still closed. So I said, okay, cross that out. So I said, (laughs) how about uh, going back to parts of Utah, the desert, uh, the beautiful national parks there? And I said, and we're going to rent an RV, little camper uh, whichever one of our kids can swing it to get off, we, you know, we'd all pal out. And she said, you don't realize all of these RV rentals are sold out. There are no, you know, it's going to be impossible because everybody has the idea. So in a sense, I, I still have to research it out to, to see, uh, you know, just how jammed up they are. But in a sense, that is sort of a good sign that people are getting back to the outdoors, which I would think once they experience that, that togetherness, uh, it's not the cleanest, everything's a little dusty and dirty and, you know, grimy, but that's okay. Maybe, maybe people will change their way from just staying in five-star hotels and room service. Uh, That's a great point. You know, light out of the darkness. You know, when you were talking, I was thinking about, do they still make... uh 
station wagons, like in our old days, you know, uh, to take that to Utah. But I, I think that's a, those are great ideas, right? We can reinvent ourselves. Uh, and we can learn and connect. Uh, I'm just thinking of what Epicurus would say, that famous quote, we should look for someone to eat and drink with before looking for something to eat and drink. So I think That's right. that really ties in very nicely. If you're traveling with family, we can still break bread uh, outdoors uh, safely, of course. Uh, but I think people are going to finish the summer and, and understand that they had a pretty good summer, more than they expected. I really, I really think that come September, that that may be something to, to talk about. Now, getting uh, putting back on your uh, white coat here, um, an article that the CDC had, which was very simple, but it did make sense. It it actually for those that are traveling, and it it may be just traveling in a station wagon or getting on a plane to to, in a sense, risk stratify who you are and who you're traveling with. Are you, suppose you got COVID-19, what's the impact going to be on you? Or what if you are traveling with an older person with multiple medical problems and they get sick? If you're going to point A versus point B, you may have to think and risk stratify if grandma or grandpa is with you are they going to be at risk rather than a bunch of young kids that probably will do well? So what do you, what do you think on that? You know, I think it makes sense. I think if we constructively criticize all of us collectively, I think we were slow to do that risk stratification in the beginning of COVID. And now we're learning, you know, whether it's the nursing homes and the assisted livings or those friends and relatives and patients of ours who are at higher risk, that we should be mindful of what our effects have on them downstream. And uh, just because, you know, the young folks, young kids, you know, may not get sick, have problems with that. Are they going to have problems if you have a multi-generational trip in a right. car, for example? So I, I think it does make sense. I, I think uh, now one size fits all. Right. And I think that's a source of potential optimism that we can uh, be careful with those who are in higher needs, but then still enjoy ourselves very safely. Yeah. You know, one one uh, item I found on, on one of the lists that's already published is during this summer, for you as the parent or you as a college student, take this time to master something new. And I think that's very powerful. Sometimes we get into the same old rut and and people are not that eager to Learn something. It could be learning how to cook. It could be learning how to play the guitar, how to dance, how to paint. That is so valuable for our old, for our being. And um, I know that you are behind this kind of an idea. Well, I think it's a wonderful way to uh, unleash our inner sacred state, right? To help grow that body, mind, and spirit that all cultures agree with. So I think that's a great idea, especially with that generation is caught into video games and right. simple, repetitive TV shows and Netflix. Uh, what, what a wonderful tool uh, to share with, with uh, loved ones and friends and family. Yeah. No, no, no. No, exactly. I think we have to and, and, and use this as an, as, as an opportunity. So, Dr. Sam Pappas, always great to hear from you. You're always uh, clear-minded and um, uh, always supporting the Mediterranean Greek way of life, which more of our friends need to follow. Well, thank you so much. It was an honor, and it was great to uh, uh, 
sit in and hear your and, and learn about your father and yes. uh, your days at Syracuse. Yes. Uh, which is great. So thank you so much for having me. All right, Sam. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Stay well. Uh, absolutely. Take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Dr. Sam Pappas, pappashealth.com, if you want uh, to get more information about Dr. Pappas and all the great things that he does. All right. Well, we are going to wind it up here. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. And guess what? Next Sunday at 7 o'clock, we will all be right back here. Stay well. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.